Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. This week, cold case. Laura brings the case against her boyfriend, Dominic. She wants to install an air conditioner in their new apartment. Laura says Dominic enjoys the heat while she enjoys a cooler climate. Should Laura freeze him out? Only one man can decide. The girl is at your side. Are you going to do it? She wants to be your bride. Are you going to do it? She wants to multiply. Are you going to do it? I know you won't be satisfied until you do it. Some like it hot, and some sweat when the heat is on. Some feel the heat and decide that they can't go on. Some like it hot, but you can't tell how hot till you try. Some like it hot, so let's turn up the heat till we fry. Feel the heat pushing you to decide. Feel the heat burning you up, ready or not. Bailiff Jesse Thorne, feel the heat. Swear them in. Please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God or whatever? Yes, I do. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that living in Park Slope, Brooklyn, he has no need for an air conditioner as his home is cooled by an artisanal ice delivery service? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Very well. Judge Hodgman? Uh, Laura, Dominic, you may be seated. Uh, For an immediate summary judgment in one of your favors, can either of you name the piece of popular, it was popular culture, I'll say popular culture, that I paraphrase as I entered the courtroom. Laura, Dominic. Unfortunately, no idea. Yeah, and I, yeah, also you're not named Laura. But I knew you were not going <laughs> to get it, Dominic. Laura? <laughs> um, you probably, is it a, go ahead. a song? Okay, okay that's, that, what, do you know it or not? No. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get into one of these uh, mind games here. I'm not going to let you Is do it. it a song, she said. Is it a song? Well, I'll tell you, it's not an <laughs> epic poem. It's not the epic Gilgamesh. <laughs> so I think that the, given the doggerel verse that Judge Hodgman just shared, I, I think it's, yes, it's probably a song. Jesse, Jesse it's, a, it's actually Beowulf. It's a, it's oh. a part of Beowulf. Oh, excuse me. Thanks for me, away. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, that's not true. But Laura, I'm not going to answer your question. I'm not going pl- to fall for your phony psychic cold reading. Yeah, I'm getting a song. Is it a song? It's either a song or a book. Which, it's one of the, until, I, until I start giving you clues, and then you read from my body language what it is, or my, 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 right. vocal, my vocal language, which I guess is just language. So do you know the answer or not? Quickly. Um, no, no, I don't know it at all. Well, it is a song. Did you have a guess? Uh, I did know it. <laughs> did you have a guess? No, not really. It was, it's Some Like It Hot by the, oh. pow, by the power station. <laughs> or at least how you probably, you're probably too young to, to remember that song. How old, how old are you, Laura? Um, I'm 25. Yeah. This, this is a song that came out in 1985. I believe, let me just take it, 1985, it was a big moment on Saturday Night Live that night when Robert Palmer and, uh, and uh, chick drummer Tony Thompson and a couple of the Duran Durans got up there and formed their own weird supergroup and sang this song, Some Like It Hot. And, uh, and uh, congratulations to all of the old people in uh, our listening audience who got that right away. You're old and we're all going to die.
But now let's turn to you, young people. You're 25, Laura. Mm-hmm. You are living abroad with a foreigner yeah. in his native... Dominic, are you from Berlin? Are you from Germany? From Germany. Right. And, uh, and, and where did you grow up in Germany? In South Germany, actually. And how old are you? 60? <laughs> 29. 29. I just, I'm trying to get a sense of how, uh, how mortified uh, and, and terrified Laura's parents are right now in her life. <laughs> medium. <laughs> medium terrified. Not mortified. Medium terrified. Medium is, terrified. Where, where did you grow up, Laura? Um, I grew up in North Carolina, and then I lived in Boston for a year or two before moving here. Where in North Carolina? In Carthage, North Carolina. In Carthage, North Carolina. Okay. So, yeah. I, and 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 when you when you said to your mom and dad, guess what? Uh, I'm 25 years old. Already, they're upset because <laughs> because you've grown old. And I'm 25 years old, and I'm leaving Boston to move to Berlin to live with my boyfriend Dominic what did they say I think they cried a little mm-hmm. and and you then... lo- and you loved it didn't you no <laughs> you're like yeah <laughs> that's right I rebelled too far um no and then I think they spiraled into some fears that I would like immediately I don't know have kids here or something and never come back <clears throat> Um, but yeah, so far that hasn't happened. So how long have you been cohabitating with Dominic in Berlin? Um, well, we've been in Berlin for about four months now. Where were you before? And well, we lived together kind of briefly in Boston because Dominic was working between there and Zurich, Switzerland. And then we lived there for about a month in December, and then we moved to Berlin. A month in Zurich. Yes. Okay, Dominic. What do you do for a uh, What do you do for a living? I am working in an online marketing company. Oh, okay. And uh, and how did you guys meet? Did you meet in Boston? Right. Did you go to a right? So it's an American a... company, and I'm, uh-huh. and I traveled back and forth between uh, Zurich and Boston. Okay, and did you go on a romantic first date at the Coolidge Corner Movie Theater in Coolidge Corner, Brookline? Yes. No, uh, not really. You, <laughs> we you went made, to a really you made me, bar that I... You made me very excited for a moment there, Laura, and then you broke my heart like you broke your parents' <laughs> heart. I can see this isn't going well for me. <laughs> How, no, it's, look, it's your, it's your life. Forget them. It's your time now. <laughs> Live it up. Who cares if they if they never if they never see you or your not yet born grandchildren or not their not yet born <laughs> grandchildren ever in their life because you've decided to move to Berlin with a German serial killer posing as an online marketer? <laughs> it does sound kind of made up. How, how did how did you guys how did you guys actually meet? I don't I don't care to hear about, if it's not the Coolidge Corner movie theater. I don't want to hear the precise place. But how did you meet? Did you meet through friends? How long ago? How long have you known each other? Um, <laughs> oh, we met. Um, we met online, and then we became friends, and then we kind of started a longish distance relationship. Well, I guess very long distance relationship. Did you say you met online? 
Yeah. <laughs> I see. Now I am also crying for you. <laughs> you moved to Berlin with an online stalker? <laughs> <laughs> well, we had um, been together for some time with Dominic living in back and forth in Boston before. Okay. I yeah made the crazy decision to move to another country, but no, lots yeah of, lots, yeah I, I, I hear it. I, <laughs> lots of people lots of people meet online every day, and they're and very few of them are are murdered. <laughs> did, did you meet on a online dating site or uh, like the discussion forums of the Judge John Hodgman podcast at maximumfun.org or some other mutual shared interest site? How what what was the online forum in which you met? Um, it, it was a dating and friendship site, and okay. I mean, we initially became friends because I had, um, I was interested in in living abroad and kind of specifically in in Germany. Um, so there was I am interested kind of in that. living abroad in Germany. Are there any German men who <laughs> want to be my boyfriend? <laughs> don't don't feel oh, don't no. feel like renting an apartment on my own. <laughs> Willing, willing to trade long-term relationship for. <laughs> now that you put it that way, part-time use of bathroom in unair-conditioned home. <laughs> I just wanted to say that if I if I had had the the foresight to plan this so directly, I definitely would have advertised my my need for air conditioning from the get-go, and that's probably my biggest mistake in this whole. Well, this is this is the crux of the argument. You are the plaintiff. You have brought Dominic, the man who lured you to Berlin, to court, because because it turns it turns out the secret windowless hidey hole where he keeps you most of the day does not actually have air conditioning. That's exactly right. What? No, not exactly. <laughs> I hope not exactly right. Literally right, or what? What exactly do you mean? That's right in spirit. Oh, in hyperbole, I guess. A little, a, a little bit better. Yeah, I will let I will let you out of the windowless soundproof room to be on the Judge John Hodgman podcast, <laughs> but do not reveal that I keep you in a secret chamber behind my bookshelf. <laughs> well, at least you have a sense of humor about it. Um. Uh, <laughs> no, you do not. As, to my knowledge, and you've sent me photos of, of your home, and, and there are windows, you do not live in a, in a prison cell uh, uh, manufactured by Dominic for your keeping. You are, a, you are in a, 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 a mutually agreed upon romantic relationship living together in Berlin, and the only problem in your relationship is that Dominic refuses to get air conditioning in the apartment, and summer is on its way. Is that correct? Okay, yes, that is exactly correct. Okay. Now, have you experienced a summer in Berlin? Um, <laughs> kind of. No. Okay, well, I vacationed or I visited or traveled here once two years ago. Mm -hmm. So I have technically been in the country um, during, I guess, um, August. Okay. And, in, in the country um, or in Berlin? It, in Berlin, mm -hmm. uh, I guess both. And it was hot, but I am basing most of my evidence just on looking up what the basic average temperatures and highs are 
during the summer and just from speaking with other people who do live here and hearing their opinion on the level of heat. Did you grow up with air conditioning in the summer in Carthage, North Carolina? Very much so. You, you did. Yeah. It, it probably gets pretty hot there, huh? It does. I think it's summer. I mean, summer lasts for a good four months um, or it's really hot. And I think um, probably in July or August, 100 degrees is pretty common and mm -hmm. certainly in the 80s and 90s. Right. And your concern is that based on the evidence that you sent in Berlin, what are the temperatures that you, you anticipate uh, for sure. the summer in Berlin? Yeah. So I submitted some evidence of the average high temperatures in July. Mm -hmm. um, it's 78 degrees. And then um, there are, I mean, many days that get well into the 80s. Um, that's the high, that's the high temperature. Now I'm looking at, I found you, I found the link to this website that, that gives an average weather for July in Berlin, Germany. Month of July, I'm quoting, is characterized by essentially constant daily high temperatures with daily highs <laughs> around 77 degrees throughout the month, exceeding 88 degrees or dropping below 68 degrees only one day in 10. <laughs> That's not very hot. I mean, it's not, no, it's not extremely hot, but I think it is too hot to have no, no way to to cool down in, in our apartment. All right. Let me ask uh, Dominic some questions here. Can I, can I ask if um, you've thought about putting in like a series of pipes that connects to um, some sort of main source of water um, so that you could use that just to, to spray yourself? <laughs> Jesse, what well, are you now. talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I is an, it's a brainstorm I had. I'm I'm not willing to I'm not willing to defend it. I you know it's just something <laughs> I wanted to throw out there. Je Jesse, are you secretly buzz marketing your new uh, home uh, home sprinkler self cooling set? Well, <laughs> in my imagination, it would be enclosed with porcelain tiles and some sort of vinyl, uh, perhaps even uh, whimsically you know, whimsically decorated vinyl sheet or curtain. Mm -hmm. um, and it would work sort of in concert with a box that I'm imagining that you would keep in your kitchen. And mm -hmm. the box would have two, two areas. One f for, I guess, like if you imagine a river that's frozen in the winter, mm -hmm. it's sort of like that inside the one box. Mm -hmm. And then below that, us, if you imagine like March in Minneapolis, mm -hmm. like very cool, uh, but not quite <laughs> frozen. And that, and there you could keep, um, you know, things like strawberries or uh, beers. Uh, look, Rube Goldberg, I don't know what you've got in mind. I guess I'm just brainstorming different ways in a house that you could cool down. <laughs> it's just ways I'm, I'm just brainstorming. Well, as I say, I don't, I don't know what Jesse has got cooking up there but what about uh what about taking a shower or standing in front of the refrigerator <laughs> no, would that well, not be would that not be acceptable or having a, a nice cool drink of iced tea or or becoming a, a nudist because then you would have the benefit of of not not merely getting cool but also driving your parents even more crazy 
<laughs> Dominic. We have a lot of neighbors with small kids, so I don't know if that's really a super practical thing, but in theory, of course, it's a nice idea. Dominic, <laughs> uh, is air conditioning pretty common, not so common, uh, or other when it comes I do to not know Germany? A, yeah, I do not know a single person with air conditioning. Right. It, se it seems, you know, because the, 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 the dumb, dumb picture that I have of Germany is that it's, uh, it doesn't get too hot there, does it? I mean, there are probably a few days in summer where it really gets hot and where it really gets into the something like, I don't know, 90 degree Fahrenheit, mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. But it's really only a few days in summer. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, AC is just unknown. And what do, people, what do people, on those hot days, those, those rare super hot days, how do the German people... Uh, 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 cool down. Do they do they drive fast on the autobahn uh, with all the windows open? <laughs> That's one way. In the nude. <laughs> well, I, I guess there are people that are doing that. <laughs> Laura, you don't um, know, you don't know this, but, big... but Germany is famous for its nudists. <laughs> um, well, I think the biggest difference here is that um, the houses are in general differently constructed. Okay. So, well, you, Laura, grew up in a, in a wooden house. <laughs> um, all the buildings here, and we moved in in a completely new, newly built uh, building. And um, so all walls are isolated and all windows have these three layers of glass, super isolated. So it doesn't mm -hmm. get too cold and it doesn't get too warm. Right. And no one can hear the screaming because that's, of the triple layers of glass. Yeah. Exactly. So you're living essentially in a wine cellar, but this is new construction, <laughs> right? So it's it, new construction it and it, and it does, it does not, it does, it, it's not, it's not as though you're living in an old building. It's new construction and they didn't even bother to put in, air conditioning, did they? No, they didn't. Of course not. Because it's not needed. All right. Uh, have you noticed a change in temperature over the summers since, you, uh, uh, since your childhood? No, I has don't it think so. Has it gotten noticeably hotter? No, definitely not. So you are a climate change denier. <laughs> Well, let me correct. It's at least not for for uh, Germany. It didn't noticeable change right. in my personal experience. Right. Uh, have you noticed, regardless of change in temperature, have you noticed a change in Germans' attitudes towards air conditioning? In other words, is it has it become more common uh at all or uh you know as as people have made more money and new buildings are built do people is it more common than it was when you were a kid or is it more or less the same no it's completely the same um but what's pretty common and i experienced it more and more since i've just traveled more in the last few years and i traveled more for business in the few years right. um that it seems to be a common theme among Germans to say or have conversations like, oh, you're, you were over uh, in the U.S. recently. How was the trip? And the reply was something like, mm, was good. But, but, you know, the air conditions, it was so cold all the time. That... So the whole, the whole concept that you cool down with an air conditioning machine to a temperature that is lower than in winter when you turn on the heat sounds not great for me. That's what all the Germans are talking about when they talk about the U.S.? Basically, yes. 
when you go to a German when you go to a German stand up comedy club, and they're like, "What is up with all of the air conditioning in the United States?" <laughs> Germans air conditioned like this. Americans air conditioned like this. I could imagine that feeling. Yeah. All right, but here's another point, though. Uh, you are uh, an almost thirty year old professional person. Laura, do you have a do you have a profession? Yes, I I am a slightly younger but still professional person. <laughs> what is your? I didn't mean for your... that to come off so <laughs> defensive. No, no, no. Um, no, no. I, I, I understand. Um, you, you've probably had this conversation with your mom and dad many times. I have. <laughs> what is your profession? Um, I do um, web and mobile design and development stuff. Okay, and and can... so part of the reason I came was actually for. Yeah, professional opportunities because there's a lot of that here. Yeah, Berlin is happening, isn't it? It is. Totally. I would like to go visit it. And maybe I will stay with you guys. Please feel invited. Would you prefer air conditioning or I'm going a to... stale air 80 degree wine cellar? <laughs> Uh, well, you, you know what? I, I, I'm going to decide that over the course of this very uh, podcast. <laughs> so, 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 but my feeling is so, so long as I put the lotion in the basket and, and I don't get the hose, I'll probably feel fine with whatever, whatever guest quarters you have to offer. Excellent. That hose well, will... and you asked earlier, uh, what Germans do to, um, prevent the heat in summer. And I mean, mm-hmm. it's pretty easy to, uh, with a little bit of discipline to just, uh, turn or, or close, close the, uh, blinds in the morning on really hot days mm-hmm. and don't let the sun shine in the whole day. Mm-hmm. Um, See, doing this one, three second of work in the morning would probably prevent on all five hot days in summer that you're dying here of heat. But like this is just like exactly what sounds so horrible to me. Like the idea that we could get through this summer by just having never opening like any of the doors or windows and having just the blinds constantly drawn and just sitting in this dark airless all our windows are going northward. So how long does the sun bother us here at all? Do you oh, also no. run your washing machine continuously and just throw clothes in as needed? <laughs> <laughs> no. Whom, whom are you asking, Jesse? I'm, <laughs> I'm asking Laura. I feel like Laura's <laughs> contempt for anything other, other than, the, uh, than the, just the most profligate use of energy is astonishing. <laughs> <laughs> like she's like, I, I feel like she's like uh, offended if, if you don't use photovoltaic cells as toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> well, Laura, Jesse, Bailiff Jesse raises a good point. Which is that you know, uh, 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 Dominic knows the direction in which the windows face. He understands uh, in in a way that people who don't have air conditioners understand the motion of the sun and its effect upon life in a closed environment. Uh, a, 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 an apartment that faces north isn't going to get a whole ton of direct sunlight. 
uh, and therefore it won't heat up quite as much as uh, as it would if it, if it were facing uh, south. And uh, uh, and the truth is that uh, you probably uh, have n- never developed th- those instincts because you and mom and dad have been running the AC at top notch down in Carthage all <laughs> summer long. Because you have to, you know, otherwise you are, un- you cannot live properly. Right. You know, uh, yeah. or, or let's just say it would be, it would be rather more uncomfortable than, than it would be in Berlin. But Dominic, mm-hmm. um, as- aside from closing the steel shutters on all of your windows and, and, and sitting quietly in a room in in uh, in later hosen and nothing else to cool down. <laughs> uh and and just and then just staring staring grimly at each other there is an accusation <laughs> on the table that that you uh, are addicted to warm temperatures laura tell me about tropical islands <laughs> <laughs> gladly so okay in this, this- this is yeah, a definite one of my main points is that I don't trust Dominic at all because in general um well at least especially as the heat topic is concerned because he prefers a resting temperature to be a good 10 degrees warmer than I do if not more so for example we went to this uh, thing called tropical islands which is this <laughs> huge biodome about um, 40 minutes train ride south of Berlin. And it's, yeah, this simulated tropical environment with like kind of vaguely Asian temple ruins and like peacocks and lots of pools and sand and drinks. And it's, it's great. But, um, you know, I I have to say, just so just to clarify for the listeners, when we say tropical islands, we are not talking about, the generic form of islands, which are tropical. Tropical Islands is a brand <laughs> name for this domed resort in Germany, right? Right. Where is it, I think where it, was, is it in Germany? I, it, um, oh gosh, Dominic, how far away? Like 20? Like 40 minutes away 20 from minutes? Berlin. Okay, so it's near Berlin. It, it was used to build... What was it used to build? Oh, they they tried to build a huge settle in it. Yeah. Um, and the company got bankrupt, and now <laughs> they used a huge hall for the settle in for this, yeah, amusement whoa, park. Whoa, 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 whoa. This, this <laughs> domed amusement park is a failed Zeppelin factory? Yeah, exactly. There, there are two hot air balloons in it, and you can go on rides in them. Yeah, no, well, I, I did not know there were hot air balloons in this thing. Look, everybody. I spent. A I'm lot. sorry. <laughs> Did we? This case was was interesting before, but we've got a new subject of discussion. Hang on. The, the, I'm going to check out. Uh, normally, <clears throat> normally I don't I don't allow the mentioning of brand names on the on the uh, on the podcast, but I will buzz market the heck out of this place. <laughs> Hang on. This is everyone. I'm going to watch this video. Here in Tropical Islands. This is a video on their website. Okay, everybody. First of all. At 06 in this in this two minute video, the the opening scene is a tour bus driving through a, a heavily wooded uh, German thick German forest, and then over over the horizon there's a massive dome. That, the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. The massive and now okay now we're we're doing we're doing some kind of aerial shot of the pool uh, and beach. Uh, 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 system 
within the dome. And the fact that they're doing an aerial shot means that you can fly something in there. Okay, now the music (laughs) is getting going. There are no words in this. I'm seeing waterfalls. I'm seeing German semi-nudists walking over a bridge. I see a a circular water slide. There's some people going down a slide, some kids falling into the water. Flamingos are in this dome. This is like vacationing in the Truman Show. And then there's flowers and there's a Balinese statue and these people are making sandcastles out of fake sand. And this is the best part. This guy walks in on his girlfriend having a massage with a camera right behind him. It's like a weird hidden camera show where he's invading his girlfriend's privacy. And now she's handing these... Okay, because there's a hotel there, so he's handing these two nice semi... Okay, oh, this is the best part. There's this beach and there are these tents and look, this guy's playing playing a little guitar for his girlfriend on this fake beach in this tent. It's like, it's like Moonrise Kingdom, right? It's like, this is, oh, Jesse, do you know what this is? <laughs> this is you a, can camp there. It's a new theme park. It's, 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 it's Wes Anderson land. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good idea. Jesse, that's a good idea for a theme park. It's like Disneyland, but it's only Wes Anderson movies. And you can you live. A pretty big undeveloped stretch of Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to build a Wes Anderson land. Like you can live in, you can like explore Fantastic Mr. Fox's hole and then you can take a Darjeeling Express ride. And it's just. What's nice <gasps> is that most of his, most of his movies do have a few clear cutaway shots to let you know exactly what the layout of whatever the venue is. I, right. You could, you can you can, you can explore you can explore the whole the whole ship that uh, that uh, Bill Murray runs in the Steve Zissou movie, and and it's already cut down <laughs> down in half, so you're falling and, out of it all the time. And while Wes Anderson hasn't built any zeppelins yet, you got to figure by the time we get this thing put together, we should have a zeppelin ready because yeah. he'll have done something yeah. zeppelin. If, if Wes Anderson <laughs> isn't working on a zeppelin movie with a cross section of a zeppelin in it, then then I don't know Wes Anderson. But it's a great, and it'll be a theme park. It'll be a theme park. It's, for, it's not for children of all ages. It's only for children specifically of the ages 35 to 49. <laughs> <laughs> what else is in this thing? Okay, there's a be- bedroom, more, more pools. And this is all inside a dome? Is that what you're telling me? That's right. But, and you know, yeah, it sounds, it's so obviously great, but... Dominic complained the whole time that it wasn't warm, that it wasn't hot enough, that it wasn't realistically stimulating a tropical Will you please be quiet for a second while I finish watching this video? Oh, you, there are boats you can drive around and shoot people with water? Uh, there's mini- miniature golf? I want this so... And then there are rides. Okay, that's enough. Oh, and then there's shows. And then there's dinner. How's the food? How's the food? The drinks were better. Oh, and, then and then at the very end of it, there's that couple again. They're having a drink and they're looking off at the sunset that doesn't exist because it's inside the dome. They're looking out at a dark, blank wall. Oh, this is the most important internet video that I've seen in my life. I want to live there. I want to, I want to, live, I want to live there and, and I want all, of, all the rest of society to collapse as soon as possible. <laughs> so that I can become king, king of, of the waterslide dome, the waterslide former Zeppelin dome. All right, I'm sorry, I got very excited about that. Now, you're saying that it's hot enough in there, but not hot enough for Dominic. 
That's true. Dominic, was it not hot enough in the in the dome? That is true. And it, it really was not hot enough. I mean, the water is really nice. It's like um, 28 degrees Celsius. That's something like 80, 82 probably uh-huh. um, degree Fahrenheit. And um, the water really, temperature was... The, the water temperature was 82 degrees Fahrenheit? That's not great. That's not good. That, that's okay. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> okay. But the temperature itself in the whole dome, is, dome it was just, yeah, not warm enough, not tropical. Yeah, I think that the website here says 26 degrees Celsius average temperature inside the dome. And by average, right, and and by average they hot. mean by average they mean it is t- exactly 26 degrees Celsius at all times because they control the dome. And it's 79 degrees. But but wait a wait a minute. Wait a minute, young lady. 79 degrees is nothing. You grew up in 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 North Carolina. How how can <laughs> you how can you <laughs> How, but 79 degrees must be cool for you. But but that's kind of the point, I guess, about air conditioning is that it wasn't like I ever was in those temperatures for a sustained amount of time. I mean, I, I probably like experienced less hot weather than someone who lived somewhere that didn't get quite as hot, but with less um, less air conditioning okay. in their lives. So what are the options in terms of air conditioning? Sure. So there are basically two options. Um, one would be to do like the full install. I um, I got a few quotes actually, um, and installation starts around like fifteen hundred euro, which would be like a little more than two thousand dollars. So yeah, like that. That's kind of and the by, more by full um, install. What 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 are we what are we what are we talking about? Like installing central air conditioning right yeah are you able to do that do you own this apartment we do um do you, so bu- that, do you own it to, be... do you own it together uh, <laughs> no. uh who, who... Te- technically i probably own it a little bit more uh, because you paid for it and your name is... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tech, that, this is the this is the first time I've I've ever I've ever heard uh, of of a German being l- loose about technical paperwork when it comes to ownership of things. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess maybe I kind of own it. Do you own it, sir? I do. Yeah, you bought it with your money. I, I'll pay rent here. Excuse me. I mean, it's not. Excuse me, Laura. <laughs> Dominic, did you buy this with your euros? Yes. I did. When did you buy it? Um, this year, early this year. Did you buy it then with the intention of cohabitating with Laura? Yes. And uh, how much money did Laura give you? How much did you contribute to the cost of the, of the unit? <laughs> um, so far, I think I paid by myself without well, support. 100%, per- 100% Dominic Euros and 0% Laura Euros. Yeah. Uh, okay. Laura, what are you, are you, Laura, so you are living, you're living in this house for nothing. Are you paying rent? Um, yes. You, you pay, you pay for some of the living expenses? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Can you be, I, I, I don't need to know exact amounts, but do you have any kind of, <clears throat> do you have any kind of arrangement, like specific 
financial arrangement with regard yeah. to the upkeep of the apartment, or do you just occasionally leave a five euro tip for him and a little note <laughs> saying thanks? At, at... <laughs> what is the arrangement, Laura? Um, Stop giggling and answer the question. Well, I kind of my immigration process here and getting a work visa took a little longer than we both expected. So um, I just kind of finally started my job here. So um, we've kind of been waiting for that to, to get started mm -hmm. to hammer out an official agreement. But I definitely, I mean, we plan that I will contribute a, you know, market price for the rent and contribute equally to, yeah, utilities and um Well, it's not, rent, it's like not rent exactly. Are you paying, do you have a mortgage, Dominic? Uh, no. So you you bought it outright? Yeah, correct. Oh. And so your expenses are what when it comes to the apartment? Um, well, I think there are a few um, costs, like for all the places that are shared with the whole. I mean, it's not a, it's not a house. It's just a, a flat right. uh, within a larger house. And I think the, the general costs for all the stuff like the light in the uh, staircase and so um, right. come up and I think it's a, a pretty small amount. And you will month. and you will allow electric light in the apartment. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not pushing it right. You'll have electric light. Will you have heat in the in the in the winter time, or or I will have heat in the winter time. Okay, good. And then and and what and what other costs are associated? Uh, uh, electricity, heat, internet, obviously. Exactly. Right. Stuff like that. Right. Actually, that's all I think. And are there common charges? That is to say, a maintenance fee or right, a, a smaller maintenance fee for um, I don't know the garden, for example. Right. Okay. And so, Laura, you will be employed soon? Yeah, I'm, I'm employed as of, I guess, two weeks ago now. Mm -hmm. so, and right. we just moved actually into this apartment. We've been living in a temporary apartment, and we just moved into this one, I guess, also two weeks ago. So we're also, yeah, still kind of figuring out oh, like a lot of the details and getting yeah. that all. Don't worry. I, you don't have to worry about it. I've got it all figured out. <laughs> when you when you start making money, you are going to pay for half of the real costs, the real monthly costs of the apartment, right? Yes. Yeah, that's what you're going to pay. Half of all the charges, all the electrical, blah 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 blah, blah and the common charges and everything else. And, right. And you're and you're going to pay for half of the the you know the grocery bill and half half. That's what you're going to pay half. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and exactly. I do not recommend that you pay any rent. Because this apartment is owned by Dominic, not by you. And Dominic, if, in, if, if your relationship with Laura doesn't work out and she moves out, you still have that equity. That's yours. That belongs to you. You don't, have, you don't charge your girlfriend rent. That's true. That's weird. Don't charge your girlfriend rent. She should pay. She's a professional. <laughs> pay half. You're a very nice person who is letting your girlfriend live in the home that you own. Unless you have enough money to, to buy out half of the apartment and then get your name put on the, you know, the deed or whatever it is. And, you know, whatever the 9,000 syllable word is in German for <laughs> certificate of ownership of an apartment. <laughs> and, you know, that, that, might be, that might be worth your while. But right now, this is not your apartment. You are living in Dominic's apartment and, you're, and paying for half of the cost of, of the upkeep of the apartment is just what a normal person would do. Right. And I say this because, you know, 
people should do whatever they like and, and, and living together without being married is fine. I don't know why people want to do it. it. To me, it's like you're, 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 you're getting all of the, um, all, all of the boring parts of marriage, which is to say the financial <laughs> partnership, the, far, the financial partnership and the, and the, and the smelling of bodily odors and the seeing of things you shouldn't have to see with none of the protections, <laughs> none of the legal protections of marriage. But that's okay. You can do it. You can you can do whatever you want. But this isn't this isn't your home until you until you buy half of it from Dominic. Right. And he may or may but not I, wish to sell it to you because he's a weirdo who found you on the internet. So who knows? <laughs> but I, I do. So uh, yeah, totally. Also to that point, I can understand installing something permanent might be a little bit outside of my right to um, demand. <laughs> Um, but there is a more. Well, you wouldn't. You wouldn't be able option, to do it. Which... You wouldn't be able to do it without his consent. But if since he does not want air conditioning and you do, and if central air installing central air or some kind of system into the apartment, and I, I'm having a hard time figuring out how you would do this. Would you have to have like a unit placed outside that would pump air into the into vents in in the walls that you would have installed? Is that how it would work? Yes. Right. Like, and that, yes. and that unit might be like an over, like an over the window unit, or an over the over the like somewhere in the apartment. Is there going to be a unit sticking out into the, into the room, or is there going to be a unit hanging on? Is well, this a, a second floor, third floor, first floor apartment? Um, it's a, it's two floors. It's two small floors. It's a on the first floor though. Um, and oh, then, so it's yeah, a two, you have two floors. Yeah. And so would you hang some kind of machine on the outside exterior wall? <laughs> well, that that that's kind of what I do want to recommend. And just in the bedroom, because that's it's really like after everything right. is said and done, it's just like sleeping at night in a terribly hot room that is the worst idea I can imagine. And that's like what I would I guess most want to avoid so, Did you, so I, I submitted a few links of this like contraption it's basically like a space heater for for air conditioning but german windows work kind of totally differently so you can't have that kind of traditional like window unit that perches uh, on the window okay so you sent in so what i'm looking at for those of you who are uh listening these are an alternative to the central air or 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 more permanent fixture that Laura has proposed that would cost, what did you say, about uh, uh, $2,000? Um, yeah, so the central that one would, would the... cost about 2000 mm -hmm. and then and this, this is would a... be more like, sorry. No, no, that's okay. This is, so just so that people can picture this, this is like uh, having a, a huge, a huge <laughs> box, a huge metallic box at, uh, sitting under your windowsill with a, with a giant air duct uh, or, you know, like a, a, gi a giant flexible tube that goes up to the three inches of window that is exposed when you open a German window, which is that a German window angles in from the top, right? Is that, is that what I'm seeing? Mm -hmm. and right, it, exactly. It is, a, it is about as elegant and, uh, and aesthetically pleasing as the sets from Terry Gilliam's Brazil. <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad that even though you don't you don't you don't recognize uh, uh, some like it hot by the power station, 
uh, your knowledge of 80s culture does extend to dystopian horror comedies. Uh, yeah, that's not this, the, the, this, this thing. <clears throat> Do, does anyone have these things in, in Berlin, Dominic? Have you ever seen I one? I don't know. I mean, I've never, I've ne never met anybody who owned any of these yeah. machines. This is like, if you had, this, this would be like putting, putting not R2-D2, but one of the weirder astromech droids under, you know, next yeah. to your bed and then running a huge dryer tube from it uh, in, into some into some plastic sheeting that that attaches to, uh, to to your window and it is dumb looking you say they look like old-timey robots in your uh, in your brief here Laura which I think you mean as as an, an attractive uh, principle but is in fact terrifying <laughs> Let me ask you this question, Laura. If you were to get permanent air conditioning, the central air equivalent for $2,000, could you afford to pay for that entirely by yourself? Not today. Uh -huh, okay. <laughs> no. Could no. you could could you buy a menacing R2D2 with a with a tube attached to it? Could you pay for that entirely by yourself? <laughs> I think I, I think I could pay for that by myself. But And because we do have such um, a well-insulated apartment, we wouldn't, I don't think the upkeep and the utility cost per month would be very expensive at all. You mean the additional, um, the additional the electricity? Right, exactly. Right. Mo that sounds very vague for me. Like, it should not be, and it, we have no idea how much the, the energy costs would be, actually. And these machines are, well, huge and loud, and they run on normal power. Right, and sometimes they come to life and try to strangle you with their tubes. Don't forget about that. That's additionally annoying, yeah. <laughs> um, Laura, when you grew up in Carthage, North Carolina, and you had air conditioning, did you have, did you have central air in your house, or did you have a window unit in your bedroom? Uh, we had central air conditioning. And do you have a, a nostalgic attraction, or do you have a nostalgic affection for falling asleep in a super cold uh, bedroom? Yes. <laughs> So much. Um, I, I also, I do really love air conditioning, actually. And I think exactly as much as Dominic hates it and for all of the same reasons. Why do you hate air conditioning, Dominic? Um, so it's loud. Additionally, it not only makes it way cooler than I'm comfortable with, it also makes it loud. And I really hate that. Um, and... I hate the idea of having any kind of huge machine in an apartment that is not super. Um, and while two floors sounds gigantic, it's basically one room in the ground floor um, and the rest of the flat is the, in the first floor. So we would not have even space for that. You did send but in a picture of your apartment. Let me take a look at it here. Well, first of all, you have a, 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 it seems lovely. You have those weird windows that, how, Dominic, why are why are why are German windows so terribly and terrible and dumb? <laughs> They're not actually. What you're seeing is the second mode of opening a window. You can open that window or that door. What you're looking at, like a, just a normal window on the on the left angle. Yeah. Um, and if you want to only open it half, then you just uh, open it on the on the second mode. 
I don't need a two mode window. You you lift it up and it's open. <laughs> you close it and it's closed. I don't want to angle well, okay, it. Well, okay. I mean, do you think of the head injuries alone as you're walking by a window that is angled into your into your house? Just you're, I'd be slamming my I, elbow against that all the time. I don't think that ever happened in the history of of these kind of windows. But there's a, a specific purpose for the opening in thing, which is something that is also kind of an issue in this case. Um, which is that Germans have a weird thing about like flowing air and the need to do something called lufting, which Dominic can explain way better than I can. <laughs> lufting? Yeah, that's where you build a zeppelin inside. <laughs> <laughs> what is lufting and what is Germans' problems with blowing but, air? Not at all. We, but, <laughs> The difference is like when you have a really well isolated house, um, yeah. then you you need. I really appreciate the pride you take in the isolation of your house, but, and, but, um, but I think if, you mean insulated. I mean insulated, actually. That's yeah. true. Right. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for not correcting me all the time. <laughs> um, okay. By, um, but if you have that, um, I don't think it's wrong. I don't think you're using the term ice. I understand what you're saying because it is. But in, in, just for our listeners, I'm not trying to, to make you feel bad. I'm just, so our listeners understand, you're talking about, you have a well-insulated house, triple pane windows and, 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 and thick uh, walls that, that, uh, that keep, uh, keep the, intemper- the interior temperature stable. Correct? Right. Okay, good. Totally correct. Um, so, and so when you so have a well-isolated no- house... Right then, you don't have any exchange of air. Um, so, which is a, which is know. the thing that Germans hate the most? <laughs> I can't tell. I can't. I can't speak for all Germans, but at least um, what Laura is talking about is uh, Lüften in this case, um, and uh, what she means is that it's it's come to just open the window for I don't know ten minutes um, to let fresh air in and let the old air out and to reduce the humidity from, uh, I don't know, after showering or so, mm-hmm. uh, because the air does not exchange because it is insulated. Do you, do you, when you, when you do the luft and when you do the air exchange and you open the window for 10 minutes, do you have a stopwatch and do you have a barometer? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't think I need a stopwatch. I think it's, I can just feel when 10 minutes are over. Okay. Okay. Uh, as well as the parametric. Laura, when you said that when you said that 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 Germans dislike rushing air, did you mean Dominic dislikes it and dis, dislikes <laughs> breezes or all or and you were just trying to put it on all Germans or have you noticed in your experience in Berlin that uh, every time a, a nice cool breeze hits a, a, a German man or woman, they go, "Oh, that is terrible." No, it really is. I think at least within all of the German speaking countries, there's actually a Wikipedia page about it that notes that this is only a belief that's held within the German speaking How did countries. you not give me that Wikipedia page as evidence? There's a word for it. No, no, no. That, that's complete, something completely different. Well, of course there's um, a word so, for it. It's Germany. There's a word for everything. But what... <laughs> But what if I were to find this Wikipedia page? How how would I find this this page that describes the German aversion to breezes? I don't know. Give me a search term, German. anything. Luften. Zugluft. Well, oh, we got it. How does you spell that? It means train air. Spell it. Spell it for me. 
Z-U-G-L-U-F-T. Zugluft. 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 And, oh, but I need to be searching in... Or Luftzug. Luftzug. No, no, it's Zugluft. Zugluft. Z... Laura is talking about it, Zugluft, and actually the first hit I get here is... Luftzug, I've got it. But it's in German. It's, a... it, it's in German, but the first result I get here uh, from this search engine uh, is a German magazine, uh, and um, um, and the title of this article about Zugluft is "The Demon uh, of the Window." <laughs> the Demon of the Window. That's pretty intense. It's not just you, Dominic. It's your whole. It's all of your countrymen and women. Um, yeah, that's actually what this Wikipedia article says. But okay, to cl clarify that, so what we're talking about is, it's the fear of, um, well, in the German speaking country is that when you're sitting in flowing air, um, you get sick. And it seems like this fear is only common and only known in German speaking countries. It's not merely a fear, a contempt for drafts. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. But it's also the reason we can't have just a normal fan in our bedroom, which would also be, I don't know, I'd settle for that. You would settle I for learned that from my mom that when you're sitting too close, mm -hmm. you get sick. You learned that from your mother. Well, like every other German, yeah. Yeah. And that when you sit in Zugluft, you get sick. That's true. Now. Your, your roommate, Laura, <laughs> Laura just said that she would settle for a fan. Is a fan acceptable to you? When? In, in which situation? Like the whole night? Yeah. A fan, a whole, like a box fan, or what we call a, a, a box fan uh, in English, uh, blowing on Laura the whole night long. Sounds terrible, no, but... Nine. He says nine. <laughs> Just... What about a ceiling fan? What about a ceiling fan? Thank you, Jesse. Ceiling fan. Well, they don't have those here either because of the fear. Because of the fear of the demon of the window. Right. Why manufacture a demon that sits on your ceiling and does this terrible thing that makes you sick? I, I really think we would have to import that. Yeah. I don't think we have a we can uh, buy that anyway. Okay. So no so so no air moving are, do Germans also have a contempt for cooling through evaporation? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. All right. Well, one question that I have uh for you before I uh make my decision, Dominic, why don't you want Laura, the woman you have kidnapped from her home? to be happy in, in her new home. I want us both to be happy. And you, you believe that any form of, I, of artificial cooling and or air moving across your body would make you so unhappy that Laura's unhappiness is meaningless to you? I, I doubt that Laura would be uh, not happy when she experiences her first summer in Berlin. I just doubt that it's needed right. but to, and that but, she would be. 
but is it that you just doubt that it's needed or or do i sense correctly that you are actively against an air conditioner for aesthetic reasons I am and, yeah i'm, and I'm for, actively and, and for and for and for fear of wind reasons <laughs> i'm active, actively against an air condition um if laura would feel terrible in summer um i would um discuss the the um um some kind of fan whatever kind All of right. fan and Laura, one question for you before I make my decision. Have you ever seen the television program House Hunters International? Yes. This is on HGTV. It's the program where, uh, where married or unmarried couples uh, decide to uh, leave their homes for mysterious reasons, probably because they're in trouble with the law, to move to another country where they uh, look at apartments and at homes and wonder why they don't have gigantic three-car garages and uh, what the mysterious array of holes and basins constitute the toilet. Have you ever seen this show? I have. Yeah. Do you ever watch the show and go, I can't believe these Americans are moving to this European country and they want everything to be like it was in America. Isn't that why they're moving? To enjoy another culture? Do you ever say that to yourself? Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think I uh, have everything I need in order to make my decision. I'm going to move the uh, array of stuffed animals that are blocking the draft from my door to my chambers so that I can get in there and I'll, be, I'll, I'll think this over and then I'll come back with my decision in a moment. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Laura, how are you feeling about your chances? Not good. I mean, your whole thing is cockamamie. <laughs> Well, this was kind of my my last appeal. So, don't you feel like don't you feel like though your chances really rallied at the end when we found out about this crazy German belief in draft <laughs> demons? I would say that was probably the the high point of my argument. <laughs> well, I think we can agree the high point of this whole thing was just that discussion of that indoor tropical theme park. <laughs> Dominic, how are you feeling? I feel pretty confident that at least um, we won't have an air conditioning here. We'll have to see what Judge John Hodgman has to say about this when we come back in just a second. You're listening to Judge John Hodgman. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. Of course, the Judge John Hodgman podcast always brought to you by you the members of MaximumFun.org. Thanks to everybody who's gone to MaximumFun.org slash join, and you can join them by going to MaximumFun.org slash join. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Babbel. Okay, it's 2020-24. Oh, if hindsight were 2020, I, I don't know what I would have done differently. All I know is that I'm taking every day in this year and trying to get better a little bit every day. That's what you do. That's the way progress is made, step-by-step, day-by-day, bird-by-bird. And that's the way it is when you're learning anything, especially a new language with Babbel. And if Babbel can help you start speaking language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in the rest of this whole year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars to private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts real human beings, to help you start speaking a new language in as little as one, two, three weeks. 
Studies from Michigan State University, Yale University, and others continue to prove that Babbel is better. And that's not just the Yale football team putting their thumb on the scale because they love learning Indonesian from Babbel. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Take that, Yale, I guess. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but this is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash Hodgman. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura. A-U-R-A. It's a simple but meaningful gift that you can give your mom or your dad or your step-grandparent or your uncle or your friend or anyone that you want to keep connected in your life who might not live near you. It's a digital picture frame from Aura. It's perfect for sharing pics of all the things that those friends can't be there for, from family vacations to grandkids' graduation to whatever. I have one of these, and I got one for my dad, and I got one for my mother-in-law, and it's amazing. We look at the photos all day long, and we're able to easily update their aura frames so they see all the latest pictures from our lives as well. It comes with unlimited storage, simple controls on the frame, You can upload as many photos as you want and your mom or your dad or your stepdad or your stepmom or your friend or whatever can pick the perfect one. And it takes only about two minutes to set up. Seriously. See why it was named the number one digital frame by Wirecutter, uh, The Strategist and Wired Magazine. Right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code Hodgman. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com, promo code Hodgman. Terms and conditions apply. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom. So, uh, you know, I, I do sympathize with you, Laura, because I love air conditioning. I love it a lot. And not because I grew up with it. I mean, I did but not because I grew up with it in a pervasive way. I grew up with it when it was a extremely limited resource. And when I grew up in the Boston area uh, in the 70s and 80s, for a long time in our house, uh, we had uh, only one air conditioner. It was in my parents' bedroom. A lot of people didn't have air conditioners in Massachusetts because the, the summers were, can, could get hot, uh, but people in Massachusetts uh, hate themselves. And, and therefore don't want to be comfortable. And also they hate spending money. So you might have a box air conditioner or an in-window air conditioner, I should say, for extreme weather events and, and not otherwise. And indeed, my mom and dad had, had an air conditioner in, in their bedroom. And, and as the summer got hotter and hotter and hotter, I was still young. I would, uh, I would lobby to move in uh, the mattress from my bed into their room so that I could sleep through the hottest nights there. And, uh, you know, I was, you know, 10 years old at the most. Okay, I'm not talking about doing this when I was 19. I, 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 I'm not a, that much of a weird only child. Uh, and I remember so distinctly the feeling of utter and complete relief because the reality was it could get hot in, hot in the summer in Boston. And I remember specifically one day, it was really hot in June. It was, it, it was the last day of school Somehow at school, 
uh, it was, must have been something like sixth grade or fifth grade or something. And some, somehow at school, I had come into the possession of a small potted Venus flytrap. Oh, I remember what it was. They were selling them at the star market. And I got one after school, and then I came home, and I was so excited because I, I had a Venus flytrap. I had convinced my mom and dad to let me uh, sleep in their, in, on a mattress on the floor of their room directly underneath the air conditioner. It must have been 98 degrees, burning up outside. I walked into that room, I turned on that air conditioner, and I just stared at that Venus flytrap. I'm like, I cannot wait to feed this thing some hamburger and get this summer going. And the Freon <laughs> just, just blasting onto my face. I was like, you, you know, forget about the fear of the demon in the draft. I was like, bring it on, possess me, devil of the wind. <laughs> I, I, wanted, I, wanted, I wanted that thing to get so deep into me that no exorcist could ever take it out. Uh, and, I, and, I, and to me, that, that, is, that is the beauty of summertime sleeping until, uh, uh, until later in the summer when you've, you've gone through it night after night after night and you're, and you're waking up and, and you can barely talk because your mouth is so dry and you feel awful because you, it, a little goes a long way and too much air conditioning can really make you feel sick after a while. Uh, and so I'm with you. I'm totally with you. I, I, I love it and I would find it hard to adapt. But the thing is, Laura, I think you understand that you don't, you don't want to be the people in House Centers International who show up uh, to an apartment in, 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 in Greece or, or England or France or Germany or whatever, and they want it to be exact. They don't understand why it can't be exactly like it is at home. You know, you've made a decision uh, to, to, to break your parents' hearts and, and run off with a German man from the Internet and start a new life for yourself in a new country, you wouldn't have done it if, A, you didn't uh, uh, love or at least like a whole lot this Dominic fellow, and, B, if you did not want to have the adventure of living in another country. And sadly for you, the, the Germans are a race of superstitious weirdos who think that the wind is evil and, uh, and, 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 and refuse, refuse to even have an open window unless, unless they are obliged to open the window for a set period of time in order to affect a, a certain amount of air and heat exchange and then close it. Because otherwise they're all going to get sick. So you are in now the most air conditioning unfriendly place that I have ever heard of. And... <clears throat> I'm afraid that it's just the choice that you've made. You know, you, not only does the culture that you have chosen to live in uh, dislike air conditioning such that it is a running joke among them, but also the man that you are pledged to live with, never mind who owns the apartment, because honestly, in a, in a romantic relationship, all that garbage goes out the window until you guys break up and then it becomes really important. But the man you choose to live with actively does not want what it is that you want. So you are unlucky. However, I think that you are lucky too, because I don't think that you are going to find, this is just a guess based on the evidence that you submitted. I don't think you are going to find uh, that the summer is going to be particularly unbearable. And since you are overseas, and embarking on a new adventure with a man that you met on the internet. I think you owe it to yourself and to him to enjoy the full experience of that cultural immersion. 
to test for yourself how the summer is going to go, to see if you are right or if you are wrong, and to take pleasure as your boyfriend goes through his weird ritual of opening the window for a period of time before shutting the drapes completely in order to, <laughs> in order to stave off hated yellow sun. And I should have said yellow face. That's the name of the, that's what the name that that's what Gollum calls the sun in the Lord of the Rings. Evil yellow face. Uh, and to, and to watch him go through this ritual and to either realize, Oh, there is another way to live. And this works pretty good. And as long as I'm not the one holding the stopwatch, I can do this or at least to enjoy the pleasure of your boyfriend making a fool of himself. <laughs> and at the end of the summer, you guys can have a frank conversation about whether or not, uh, whether or not this is going to work for you, Laura. I'm talking about mm -hmm. your relationship, <laughs> but also the air conditioning <laughs> situation. Uh, and, and, and living in a foreign country and having to be in a, in a foreign culture that does not like everything that you like. Uh, and it may be that the compromise of a fan, an aesthetically pleasing, non-haunted fan, may just do the trick for you. Uh, and if it doesn't, then you will have, I think, a harder conversation to have than just, do we, do we need air conditioning? That said, when you have that conversation at the end of the summer, I am ordering you to go to the Tropical Islands self-contained bias. <laughs> that conversation has to happen there. And I will say this. Uh, do you have a spare bedroom in your apartment in Germany? No. Okay. Well, then that's fine, because I really didn't want to visit you. But <laughs> you do sound like nice people. And when you make your next plan to go to tropical <laughs> islands, let me know, because I might want to go too. I really, I really want to see that place. <laughs> I don't understand why we don't have one right now in the United States. I mean, we have water parks, but seriously? A former Zeppelin factory turned into a self-contained uh, 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 fake Balinese lagoon? I, I, it's the most important thing that I've ever encountered. In any case, I find in, fa I find in favor of Dominic for one summer only to be revisited during a conversation underneath a geodesic dome uh, sometime this fall. Uh, this is the sound of a gavel. Judge John Hodgman rules. That is all. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Laura, you've got a summer to think this over. How are you feeling? <laughs> I am anxious, <laughs> but I think the rulings seem pretty fair overall. Do you think you're going to be able to deal with it when it's 84 degrees outside in the middle of August and all you have to keep you cool is three layers of glass and a perfect seal and a variety of other new, new green technologies that are designed specifically to keep you cool? I think you might find me standing in front of the um, refrigerator nullifying all of the good effects of our <laughs> energy okay. reducing. Dominic, how are you feeling? Good, good. I think it's a, it's a good uh, result. I'm looking forward to a summer that will be probably not as bad as Laura imagines. And um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that 
probably we're these four days where it's really unbearable. We're probably not here anyway, but on travel in, I don't know, a cooler place. Dominic, can I suggest that you buy your girlfriend one of those hats with the funny uh, gel inserts that you can put in the freezer? That, cool- <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a great idea. Okay. Well, Laura, Dominic, thank you so much for joining us on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Yeah, see you guys hey, thank in you the classrooms. <laughs> Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. Judge Hodgman, do you mind turning up that air conditioner? I am boiling in here. I don't want to let the demon in. <laughs> there Maybe is, there is a ghost in this air conditioning unit, a spirit of air, a wind demon that wants to enter me. That is why I'm wearing this stuffed cat as a scarf. Um, maybe we should just clear out the docket and see if that cools us down. Let's do that. Here's something from Jamie. I'm a runner, and I often run on the same route along a street that has some expensive houses. One side of the street has no sidewalk. The lawns and gardens extend to the curb. I run up one side of the street and down the other and often have to jump onto lawns to avoid oncoming cars. One of the property owners installed a garden down to the edge of his property. He's erected posts and string around the garden to keep me from running through it. In the early spring, the string barriers are probably also meant to allow new grass to grow. Do I have the right to cut across the lawns? Cut the string barriers? This is an interesting question. I, I, uh, I've been running, Jesse. I've been running for exercise on a treadmill like an animal and now out in the world. And it's taken me a long time to get good enough to run for longer than 30 seconds at a time. And I've really been enjoying it. And I have various tricks that I use to keep going through the profound discomfort, pain, and out-of-breathness that running causes in all human beings. Certain kinds of music, uh, certain uh, refocusing of my eyes on the distance and recalibrating my stance so that different muscles are being tormented by the road at different times. But of all of these 
techniques I've used to keep going while running and to motivate my continued running, I had never considered spite. I had never considered, <laughs> I never considered class warfare. This, uh, the, the Jamie is running out of spite. He or she, do we know? No, is it I don't. female or male Jamie? Unisex, no. unisex Jamie is, is running on the lawns of people that she hates because they live, or he, or that he hates, because these people live in a Tony neighborhood where you can just feel the contempt dripping off of unisex Jamie's tongue as unisex Jamie describes all the ways that these people are taking over the neighborhood with their rumble strips and their, their straight-to-the-street straight lawns and the special string they're using to protect their little gardens. Jamie could choose any place to run, but unisex Jamie chooses this street in order to trample the flowers of the wealthy and the well-to-do and claiming that it is self-defense. Well, unisex Jamie, I like your style. Uh, I think that uh, you have the right to dodge out of an oncoming car even if you are putting yourself routinely in danger of being in front of those cars, you have a right to defend yourself, of course. You could research whether, in fact, the owner does, in fact, own the land all the way down to the street. There may, it may be that that is not true. Uh, or if, legally, he or she must provide some right of way to the public who might be walking along that street. It may not be legal for the owner of that property to be, do, to be doing what he or she is doing. But even if you don't do that, you should be aware and be honest. You are running on people's lawns because you hate them. And how would you feel if someone was doing that to you? Maybe you should avoid this street and try to become a better person. Or maybe... You should just trample their tulips. But be honest about what's going on here. I'm amazed that he or she runs up and down the same street and is so spiteful about this street that while one side of the street has a sidewalk, he or she chooses to run up and down on opposite sides of the street, specifically in an effort to have to jump into the people's lawns. <laughs> I know. Like, he or she could just run up and down the sidewalk side, up the sidewalk side, then turn around and go back down the sidewalk side. But in, an, in a commitment to running on the right-hand side and or trampling, uh, has decided not to do that. It reminds me of the only other previous time I had ever run for exercise for, for any regular length of time. And I was in college, and at one point I decided I would try running through the Grove Street Cemetery uh, in New Haven, which is the big old cemetery, and, and running up and down the lanes of that cemetery. And it's a beautiful cemetery, but pretty soon, almost without thinking, I was like, the lanes are not enough for me. I have to leap over graves. I have to tell these dead people it's my time now. I am young, and I am running over your dead bones, people from the past. And then I felt very bad about myself, and I never did it again. Here's a question from Joe. My wife wants to purchase a robotic vacuum sweeper. I am opposed. An, R an, RS an RVS? Yeah, exactly. We won't use brand names. We'll call it, you know, it's a classic RVS. 
We have two Labrador, Labrador retrievers and frequently dog sit for friends and neighbors, so we often sweep and clean up dog hair. I've become a flinty New Englander in the last decade and prefer to use a trusty broom and dustpan to clean this up. I'm sure that you'll rule in my favor if you remember my submission of a hobo nickel for the areas of expertise. It was a nickel with a picture of a dog glued to it. And of course, I chose flight. Just because you send me nickels through the mails and made the wrong choice of a superpower with regard to a This American Life story I did a long time ago does not entitle you to a favorable ruling from me. I resent, I resent your bribery, sir. I resent that it came in the form of self-congratulation for sending me a hobo nickel, which wasn't, now that I think of it, even a hobo nickel, because a hobo nickel has a carved image on it, not a nickel with a picture of a dog pasted to it. Ugh. Most RVSs cost between $300 and $500, based on my research. Jonathan Colton had one for a long time, and he doesn't have one any longer. I think that speaks volumes. As much as you attest to being a flinty New Englander, uh, I don't think a broom and dustpan is going to do it for your dog hair. So I think you're both wrong. I don't think that you can clean up all that dog hair with a broom and dustpan. you got to get some lint roller action in there, and you got to get some kind of vacuum cleaner. And I also would say that probably the robot vacuum cleaner is not quite going to work either, because how are you going to get the dog hair off the furniture and all that stuff, even if it does work better than Jonathan Colton's did, and I'm not mentioning any brand names. That said, the idea of having a little cute disc roaming around your house, hoovering up stuff, using an AI algorithm, uh, may be too much of a temptation for your wife to pass up. And because you tried to bribe me, I'm going to find in her favor. Should get that, that robot, put it in the house, see what happens, see if it works. Write in and let me know if it does. Write in and let me know if it doesn't. I'll tell you one thing. I, I enjoyed using Jonathan's little disc-shaped robotic vacuum cleaner as the planchette in a giant Ouija board that I made once. I think that's what they're good for. Don't bribe me again, sir. Don't send me pictures of dogs. Do you have any big shows coming up, Hodgman? You seem like, seems like things are a, a little quieter uh, here in late spring, early summer, whatever we're in. Well, I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting into I'm getting into the period of time when I retreat to New England to uh, to hide um, and and plan my newer schemes. But I do have some shows coming up. My show at Largo on May 29th is sold out, I believe. You may check uh, the internet and see for sure. Um, but uh, I believe that that is sold out, and I'm going to see a lot of Max Fun Consters there, uh, and some of the people who are going to be going on the boatparty.biz uh, in July, which you should be checking out yourself. I will be going to Santa Fe. A second show has been added in Santa Fe uh, for John Roderick and Mai's command appearance before George R.R. R. Martin at the Cocteau Theater, a theater, movie theater that uh, George R.R. R. Martin bought in order to lure people to his home so that he could entertain himself and others there who buy tickets. Second show has been added, and that is not sold out. And then I've added a bunch of new dates for the fall, including North Carolina, Philadelphia, uh, Northampton, Massachusetts, uh, New Hampshire, uh, um, uh, Vermont, um, uh, Akron, Akron, Okron, Ohio, 
Uh, and you can find out all of those details at johnhodgman.com slash tour, or join my mailing list at bit.ly slash hodgmail. And if you want to get in on BoatParty.biz before the ticket prices go up, you should get your tickets right now. I think you'll really enjoy spending some summertime with uh, with me and some totally amazing comedians and musicians and some barracudas and uh, amazing water slides and all kinds of cool Bahamas stuff. And it's just so fun. It is so fun. I can't even begin to tell you. BoatParty.biz for that. I can attest that it is very, very fun. If you have, uh, if you want to submit a case name for Judge John Hodgman, um, just go to our Facebook group and like it, our Facebook page and like it. Uh, search for Judge John Hodgman. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Hodgman and at Jesse Thorne. This week's case named by Jason Puckett. Thanks, Jason. Our producer is Julia Smith. Our editor is Mark McConville. We'll talk to you next time on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Thank you to the whole world. That is all. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.